Welcome, welcome back to episode 52, I think it is, of SEC Talks. This is your co-host, Hanley, and uh, Caden and Jackson couldn't be here tonight, so we actually brought on two special guests for tonight. We've got our returning guest, Mr. Tyler Brandon. Hello, hello. Our other guest is a first-timer, Mr. Ethan Chastain. Yes, sir. How are we doing? Doing pretty good, guys. Happy to have y'all on. Happy to, Happy be, to here. be here. Feel like yeah. a, feel like a celebrity guest pick them. Should uh, feel honored. <laughs> well, just be prepared because there's no telling what's going to be said in this podcast. There we go. Um, but yeah, well, guys, it was a. I thought it was a pretty good week of football for most people that weren't Auburn fans. Um, Oof. But yeah, it's yeah rough why game. don't we just get, get on into it and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, go over our recap of this past week's games. Uh, we opened up with Georgia and South Carolina. Georgia won by a major victory of 48 to 7. Stetson Bennett went 16 of 23 for 284 yards and two touchdowns. Spencer Rattler looked awful, as always, as he went 13 of 25 for 118 yards and two picks. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that game? Dominant. Yeah. I mean, very dominant. I was honestly surprised, not by the dominance, but uh, Kirby Smart and, and Beamer have a history together, and I kind of thought that heading into the second half, Georgia would kind of take the, the foot off the gas there and, you know, 35 nothing, whatever, and that really just didn't happen. They just kept kept rolling. I'm, Georgia looks like a well-oiled machine. They – it's weird because they don't look like they're, they're not. They're not super flashy. I, I don't think. Um, they just look like a team that's going to run it down your throat. They they just there's no big there's no problems that I can see. No, you're right. I, this is I totally agree with you. I, watching them play, it's, it's it doesn't seem like they're getting too tricky. Doesn't get seem like they're really pulling a lot out of the bag uh, as far as their offensive potency. Um, like you said, it seems like they're just going to line up and, and run it and dare you to stop it. And until you do, then the mailman, he's going to step in and he will, as they say, uh, deliver. This is one of those things where watching them, this was their first true road uh, test, I guess you could call williams Bryce a road test. It certainly is for Auburn. <laughs> Um, and, but it was great. It was, it was very fascinating to watch them. I mean, just 48, seven, 16 to 23, uh, and two touchdowns from, from Stetson. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable watching them play. I think they really stepped away and put themselves, uh, Hanley, you and I talked about it into really a tier of their own. Um, I don't even consider them on, on par uh, with Alabama right now, I consider them head and shoulders above. And I, I, I'm just, I'm not seeing any team that on the rest of their schedule or or postseason, quite frankly, that's going to give them really any trouble. Yeah, and one thing that I thought was just a little side topic on this game: Georgia came in to this game as the last, the only team in all of college football that had not given up a touchdown. And they ended up giving up a touchdown with 50 seconds left in the game. Mm. This, I mean, everyone, this this defense is not like last year, but it is still legit. I mean, 
I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was watching uh, ESPN and I can't remember if it was Herb Street or whoever it was, but they were saying that I, I could see Georgia winning every game. Mm. I mean, every game by double digits. Yeah, I can, I can <laughs> so, see that. I remember them talking about – they were talking about this on SEC Network the other day. Um, forget who mentioned it, but I do not – he said, I do not see anybody getting within single digits of Georgia whenever they play anybody this year. And I was, yeah. and I was one of those people that I was, I was really on the train of feeling like their defense was going to take – not, you know, you weren't going to be like, oh, man, they just lost everybody. They just totally – fell back a year uh, with their defense because of the draft. Uh, I was kind of of the mind, like, hey, they're going to replace everybody. Obviously, super talented uh, freshman, you know, the recruiting coming in. But to what to your point, to what you said, it does not look like they have lost a single step on defense. Well, and there were a lot of people who had that same mindset of like, oh, well, you know, obviously they're not going to be as good. Well, I, I said I kept telling people I was like don't I'm telling you if you don't think Georgia has gotten to the same level of Alabama where they're reloading every year mm-hmm. you're crazy <clears throat> Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are very close to each other I think I know I know I'm not saying Kirby is as good all time but I don't I really don't think they're that far off from a current standpoint I mean they they recruit every year. They win every. I mean, how many years in a row now has has Georgia been like super like as relevant as Alabama? It's like four or five now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I thought it was a great game for Georgia. For Georgia. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next game of the week. We had Kentucky versus Youngstown State. Uh, Kentucky won this one handily, thirty-one to nothing. Will Levis went twenty-seven to thirty-five for three hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, not a lot to say. I, the only thing that I'll say is the two picks is a little, uh, a little bit uh, concerning, but you still win by thirty-one points against a no-name. I think that's fine. Especially a shutout, too, you know? Right. So, like I said, not much to talk about that one, but let's move on to the next uh, very uninteresting game. And we have uh, Abilene Christian versus Missouri, and Missouri won that one 34-17, which honestly is not that impressive. Um, it's, it's not, but I actually I know some folks that go to the ACU and I mean, yeah, they they should have. To me, it's the giving up seventeen that that's concerning. But they're they're not a bad team, ACU. I mean, they're Division three. I get it, um, but they are another FCS. But they they you know they're not a terrible team, and Missouri is. I mean, Missouri's, yeah. <laughs> Missouri's just terrible. Um. Okay. Well, going on to our next game, we had Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech. Ole Miss won uh, 42 to nothing. Statement. Statement win. Went 10 of 16 for 207 yards, one interception. Zach Evans with 134 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Tyler, you're an Ole Miss guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
I almost is interesting to me. Um, Ethan, I'm interested to hear your opinion too from someone who's also not an Ole Miss guy. Do you feel like I have no idea anything about Ole Miss this year? I, Do you feel that too? <laughs> I I could I feel that a little bit uh, in in the most respectful way possible to Ole Miss. Right. It's weird, like they're flying so far under the radar, and I don't yeah. know. Well, I think part of it's because they have not really played anyone great. They haven't, but they but they're handling business. Forty two nothing on Georgia Tech is a great game. Right. It is something that Clemson couldn't do. So the thing about Ole Miss this year, and look, I'm I'm an Ole Miss <laughs> fan. I am biased, but I also try to be real about everything. And Ole Miss this year is an interesting case because we run the ball really well. Zach Evans uh, came from TCU. He's been phenomenal. Um, but our quarterback game has not proven. Uh, you know, we've got two guys at quarterback we've been kind of throwing in back and forth. Neither one of them has really separated themselves and become the guy. Uh, I mean, Jackson Dart has started two of the three. But, I mean, you know, you look at his stats, his last game, 10 for 16, 207, and one pick. I mean, it's nothing to, that jumps off the stat sheet at you. And I will say, so Ole Miss has 37 uh, transfer portal guys this year, and 11 of them are starting. Really? Um, yeah, so it's they, they have the most starting transfer portal players this year. And our defense, I'm not saying our defense is top in the SEC. I'm not trying to say that. But last year we were 12th in the SEC, and I'd say this year we should probably end up sixth or seventh. You know, like I, I think our defense is much improved, and our <laughs> offense is not as good. But I'm hoping that we don't have to score 45 points to win a game this year. You know, I got you. It's interesting. I just thought that was every every week that I see on Miss, I'm like, you know, they, they're doing their job. There's nothing. There's nothing that pops out that maybe we should, uh, you know, question what they've done. But uh, obviously, I think they're they're probably not a New Year's Six team like they were with Matt Corral, right? Um, not not at this point, unless Jackson Dart makes a turn at quarterback. If he can start playing even half as good as Matt Corral did, I think we could potentially be there. But he hasn't shown that he can do that yet. Sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Ole Miss for me, kind of from an outside perspective, just watching. Uh, their games, watching their bowl game last year, um, and obviously the Auburn Ole Miss game. I feel like there's always been a show. Uh, I feel like it's always been either the Matt Corral show or the, oh, let's see what Lane Kiffin's going to do when he's at Tennessee show. Um, or, you know, they've got A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, kind of throwing it back a little bit to, uh, yeah. to, 20, to 2018, 2019. And so for me right now, it's like I, I can't even. And you can you can think about man Kimdichi on the on the defense. There was always <laughs> some sort of power coming from some side of the ball at Ole Miss, where I was like, yes, we're this is something that we're going to have to factor in. You know, playing Ole Miss, oh they got this guy. For me right now, I don't know who the guy is. I don't know what's the guy. Where, where's the power coming from? Uh, yeah. from Ole Miss. So that I agree with Hanley. It, it is a little bit of a. Um, <laughs> of a mystery as to what you know what Ole Miss is going to be like, and it's been interesting. You know, obviously watching them play. I mean, forty-two-zero. That's no slouch. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely definitely a storyline this year. Yeah, I mean, we have we have two guys really on offense: Zach Evans at running back, and then we got Mingo at wide receiver, who are both kind of our our studs. And you know, I think the thing this year is that 
or at least the hope is that we don't have to put on a show. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with our defense being improved as it is, um, you know, we can potentially hold people under 21 points, uh, which we could not do last year uh, to where, you know, maybe we can win some 28, 21 ball games or, or, you know, even like Troy, I know we won 28 to 10. We, a lot of people saw that as a, Oh, you know, they, they should have killed them and didn't. And, you know, hopefully we can continue to win those kind of games once we really get into the SEC. Because, honestly, SEC is a, a defensive conference and putting up 60 a game just isn't possible against your Alabamas and Georgias and those guys, you know. <laughs> right. Well, all righty. Well, let's move on to the next game. And, boy, the CBS game of the week <laughs> was, I mean, Man. I can't tell you. Penn State and Auburn was just, I mean, about as bad of an experience as I could have had. Uh, Penn State won 41 to 12. TJ Finley sucks and threw 11 of 19, 150 yards. A touch, I mean, interception, not even a touchdown. And then Auburn likes to play two quarterbacks, so I got to give you the stat line of the second quarterback, too. Robbie Ashford went 10 and 19 for 144 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Double trouble. Uh, um, yeah. Double trouble. I mean, almost identical stats. Like it is. Plus, Robbie had a touchdown. Ooh, out of boy. That's a. That's six. I'm telling you, it's uh, I, this game. I'm telling you, I don't want to go too deep because I could spend the rest of the podcast talking about it. I think the podcast deserves a whole episode about (laughs) Auburn versus Penn State. One. Why does Tank Bigsby not get more carries? I mean, yeah. I'm I know me okay, so Ethan, for perspective, Ethan went to the game. I got to watch it on TV. There's very different perspectives from watching it on TV as opposed to being in the game. Right? No, no, no. You need to you need to rephrase that. You you got to watch it on TV. I had to watch it in person. <laughs> that is not true. You you chose this. Well, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Hank Bigsby gets like eight carries, which I thought was absurd, because he he averaged five yards a carry on the game. That's that's it, good. Like and it and it really didn't even become a blowout until what halfway through the third quarter. So there no. was it, it, it's not like they were playing from behind early to where you couldn't run the ball. You right. know exactly, exactly. This is this is my this is my questioning. So so Tank Tank doesn't get the ball much. I thought Jarquez we used him pretty good. He had a crazy uh, touchdown. Uh, where he hurdled the guy very late. Yeah, but it was late. Yeah, it, it didn't <laughs> matter. But I still thought we used for your one B running back. I thought we used him fine. But so we didn't use Tank very much. Uh, I mean, TJ Finley's ball security. Oh my gosh! Lord have mercy. You could give Jackson a football greased up, and he could hold on to it better. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's him. Im- Embarrassing. Can we see that happen, please? He, uh, he, and his interception, people are defending it. I'm like, look, I get that he was hit from behind, but he rolled out for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the awareness for me. I get it. I'm not saying the pick itself, but it's the awareness that is so lacking. And, uh, so like, obviously that one is frustrating. Then he fumbles it two more times. Thank God one of them got pounced on by our guy, and the other one, of course, did not. 
the I'll tell you this. So we go in uh, our last drive before the half. It's five, 14 to six, right? I think I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. I've I've put the game so far back uh, in memory. It, that it, it was fourteen to six, and I we are. It, we've got like a minute fifty, so we've got a chance to run a two minute drill. You're at home. You've got the the crowd behind you. Yeah, it, it's it's a good scenario. I think even if you go down and get a field goal going into the half, down five, there's a lot of hope, and you get the ball to half. Well. Yeah. TJ somehow completes four passes in a row. And on the fourth pass, Shedrick Jackson, piece of garbage, Bo Jackson's nephew, which they have to mention every time, like he's the Christ himself, fumbles the ball. <laughs> I'm telling you. That uh, one made me madder than any of them. Do better. Do better, Shed. Just hold the ball. Just did it. We don't need the extra yard you're going for. <clears throat> and everyone was really mad at the defense, and I get it. 41 points is not good. But here's my thing, and I, I first started seeing this a couple years back with a couple of the Auburn teams uh, once our offense started being atrocious, was there's a certain point where, like, I would I would realistically put about 21, maybe 28 points on the defense. There's a certain point where, like, you, you just can't get onto the defense because they're just out on the field the whole game because the offense can't do anything. Now, you say that, though, but time of possession was, was literally equal. 30 know, minutes each. I think part of that, too, is because... There are, there are definitely some sudden change instances after a turnover where <clears throat> your defense is on the sideline. They're in the middle of getting instruction. They're yeah. getting you know, feedback from their coaches. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden clipboards, paper, pencils, markers get thrown up in the air and you're rushed back out on the field. And I think there is, I think there's something to be said about a sudden change. Yeah. That Four times. The de- yeah. Four times. Yeah. It also doesn't help that uh, Auburn's defense gave up seven <laughs> yards per rush. You know that doesn't help. Yeah, they they um much to the uh, the liking of my ears. I had a, a very studious Penn State fan behind me. Oh, who lovely! I told uh, told some of the guys he had a earbud in listening to the radio uh, cast of the game. He had binoculars around his neck. He had a Nikon camera around his neck, and he was also taking voice memos of his own takes like his own uh commentary during the game so, so he was he was wow. he was talking a lot and he was hearing a lot and he was watching a lot uh i became more uh familiar with the penn state <laughs> offense than i have mine you know auburn football in general just in the 60 minutes uh you know three and a half hour uh duration sitting behind this fan uh sitting in front of him and he was telling me and everyone else who had ears to hear that their freshman running back duo is probably the greatest thing since sliced bread and we had a long day coming um as a as a of a poor defense of which we had so i i was um i was really impressed by their run game and i know why because 
I know I know a lot about Penn State football I now. Confirm that on the TV. I can't remember which one it was, but I know one of them was a five star. Yeah. So they, you know, give him a little bit of credit, but like. Well, that the number ten. Forget his name. That, uh, that's the one I'm talking about. Me, number ten. The the fan behind me said that he was. I get this. Bigger, faster, stronger, more agile than Saquon Barkley. Don't no. This what? is this is what the guy behind was. He goes, oh, he's he's blah 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 blah. He's the second coming. So and his name is his name is Nick Singleton. Yeah, six foot six foot two twenty. Uh, currently on the year, thirty attempts, three thirty four on the ground, four touchdowns. That's eleven. You have eleven yards per carry. Well, he he um he got stopped for like a three yard loss, I think, while they were in the red zone. And I looked to uh, my roommate who was sitting to my to the left of me, and I said Saquon would have scored that. <laughs> Love it. Tough. But yeah, they got good backs. They got good backs. Very good run game. Yeah, they. I mean, give props to them. They showed up, and 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 uh, and you can back this up, Ethan. And what was a really tough environment to at least start the game. And they, they took it. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's not let's not bore all the non Auburn fans too much. Let's move on. No, they they need to share in our grief. <laughs> um, let's move on to the Vandy North Illinois game. I actually a lot of people thought Northern Illinois was going to win this game. I I picked them. I I picked Vandy uh, only because and we we mentioned this. I don't know if you were on the podcast or not, Tyler, when we said this. Vandy actually has a, a pretty good offense. They do, yeah. For, for the first, I, I really cannot tell you the last time I was able to say that. Now their defense is same old, same old. But for them to put up, they, they won thirty-eight to twenty-eight. Their quarterback went eighteen to twenty-eight, two hundred fifty-five yards, and four touchdowns. That's a really good day. Now I will say, I think it's, and I know this is all just part of the offense here, but I, they do have a stud at wide receiver. Man, he went like. 10 receptions, 170 yards, couple touchdowns. Really? Um, I mean, he and he's done that pretty much every week. Uh, he's an absolute stud, and I think they're going to get humbled real quick this weekend. Well, they definitely <laughs> will, but I there, there has to be some sort of props for Vandy. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're better than I've seen them in a while, but if, sure. if Vanderbilt's scoring, uh, if Vanderbilt is, uh, if they're going to be putting up that many points, they're putting the SEC on notice. Right. Yeah. Um, next game of the week we had La Monroe versus Alabama and Alabama won sixty three to seven. Can we just say real quick? I, I know we don't want to spend too much time on this one, but like it was twenty eight to nothing three minutes into the game. Yeah, they, they got a Will Anderson got a pick six off of that dude's back that was a bad throw and then I think a punt, a blocked punt. Yeah, blocked punt. No, no, no. Yeah, a fumble, a scoop and score off block punt, pick six. Bryce Young had a touchdown, and then I think he may have had a second or a rushing touchdown or something. So, I mean, it was 21 nothing within three minutes, but then by, like, nine minutes left in the first, it was 28 nothing. That's – I mean, no one expected this to be a game anyways, of course, but for it to be 28 to nothing five minutes in is crazy. Right. And I will say this. Bryce did throw two interceptions. I'm not dogging him. I'm just saying two interceptions for him is not a good day. Um. Just something to like maybe think about, but like he has no, he has no one to throw to. In my, I mean, it's interesting. Not com, you know, compared to his previous season last year and just Alabama's receiving core over the last ten years. I mean, they don't, they don't have the guy this year. You know, right? 
No, you're right, but we and we'll find out soon enough. But moving on, we got Mississippi State and LSU. LSU won 31-16. Will Rogers went 24-42 for 214, a touchdown and an interception. Jaden Daniels went 22 of 37 for 210 and a touchdown. I was really impressed with LSU. Me too. I really thought early, and I didn't get to watch the whole game, but Mississippi State was up early. I thought it was over. But they they just kind of came back and, and let him have it. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm still not sold on LSU yet. Uh, you know, I picked LSU <laughs> to win this past week, but I, I solely picked them because they were playing at home at night. Um, the, I mean, that's the only reason I picked them to win. And I think if they play Mississippi State at Mississippi State, I think it's probably a different ball game. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, there were definitely takeaways, but not, not enough for me to be like, okay, I can definitively say exactly what I – like my opinions on this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it was your stereotypical middle-of-the-road SEC matchup, you know? Right. So, all right, well, let's move on. We got Akron and Tennessee. Tennessee took care of business, won 63-6. I don't even care to read out the stats, really. I mean, they did their job. Not, there's not much to talk about. Score was a lot to a little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> USF versus Florida. Florida pulled out. Uh, Ooh. And, yeah. uh, Ooh, Florida. And yet again went 10 of 18 for 112 yards and two interceptions. Uh, he has still yet to throw an actual touchdown this year. So, uh, Vince Young is who they compared him to. So, Like the NFL version of Vince Young, I guess. I guess. So, <laughs> uh, it's impressive that he hasn't thrown a touchdown. I mean, crap, even the Auburn guys have. Both um, of them. I mean, that's truly impressive at this point. Like, that takes effort to not throw a touchdown by this point. Fully aware. Fully aware. Because I, I put a little <laughs> bit of money down that he would make throw a touchdown. That did not work. Ooh, you want to know better. Ooh, it's all Tyler's fault. Yep. Um, all my fault. Not you, another Tyler. Oh. It, it could be <laughs> your fault. I was going to say, I'll take the blame, sure. Yeah, still your fault. Still your fault. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, when in doubt, on. blame me. Last game of the week, we had Miami at Texas A&M. Texas A&M won 17-9. Max Johnson went 10 of 20 for 140 yards and a touchdown. Texas A&M, I mean, props to them for the win, but, like, their offense still is not very good. Their defense, though. Defense. Defense is what stood out to me. I, I really would have thought that Van Dyke would have been able to get more going. Uh, I mean, holding them to nine points, uh, especially with the hype that Miami's been getting, at least yeah. offensively, that's I was that was impressive. I agree. So, again, another team that I don't feel like I can really get a good grasp on yet. Yep. <laughs> um. But, yeah, that's all I've got on the uh, recap. Wait, did we miss the game of the week? Arkansas-Missouri State? Did I miss that game? Yo, I sure did. My it bad. was the game of the week, man. I sure, I sure did. Mizzou State and Arkansas. Petrino Arkansas, coming home. Arkansas pulled out the close win, 38-27. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, 19-31. 385 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. I mean – I mean, I thought they were going to lose for a minute. Yeah, I mean, they were down for three quarters. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think many people watch this game. They're, you know, it's on during a lot of other big games. But 
uh, I mean, just something about Petrina coming home. He had Missouri State, you know, ready to roll, and they gave up a good fight. But I think at the end of the day, the depth is is what got to him, you know. Right. Agree with that. Um. Yeah, this was this was one of those games where um, you just you were you're like you said, Tyler. You were probably watching another game, and you just kept on looking back at your phone with just your your jaw dropped. Uh, yeah. uh, every twenty or so minutes, like they are still beating them. I think it was on during the Auburn game, and I was watching that the Auburn game, and you know kept going back to to New York or whatever, and then <laughs> showing the the last touchdown play of the Arkansas game. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is actually a game, you know? Got close. Got close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, I don't think I missed any others. Um, so why don't we move on? I want to – before we get into the week four preview, I want to talk a little bit about the AP poll and then a couple of other things that we may have to talk about in between. But let's move over to the AP poll real quick. Um, I'll just go over all of the large jumps – whether they were SEC or not, <clears throat> I'll just kind of say a large jump is four four um, positions or more, okay? So, yep. Tennessee moved up four spots to number 11. North Carolina State also moved up four spots. Penn State jumped up from 22nd to 14. Oregon with a big jump from 25 to 15 after an impressive win over BYU. I mean, a dominant win. But was it impressive or was it just dominant? Because well, here's here's what we got to look at, and I I wouldn't plan on talking about this. So let's uh, look back at like some chains of events real quick. First, Georgia beat Oregon forty-nine to three, right? Yep. And everyone said, like, man, Oregon must be horrible. Not Oregon. Bo Nix. That's true. <laughs> they they said that. And 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 no one could really defend it. So moving on, week two, BYU and Baylor play, right? And BYU yeah. I think was ranked twenty uh, first maybe and Baylor was ninth. <clears throat> BYU at home. Beats Baylor in double overtime, so BYU jumps way up to number twelve, and that's and that's a win. Like I think BYU is a decent team, so BYU then goes this week to Oregon and get clobbered. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Kirk Herbstreit said it best. I was uh, listening to ESPN the other day, and you know he was saying like. Or this was last week, actually, before BYU uh, lost to him. But he was just saying, like, look, you know, Bo Nix struggled against Georgia. Bo Nix did this. Oregon, you know, was is average at best. But once they get to the Pac-12 games, Oregon's going to, you know, do just fine. They're going to have a shot at the Pac-12 title, just like they always do. And I think it says more about the Pac-12 than anything else, that there just really isn't that great a competition there. You know, there's a couple teams who can compete, but it's – it's just not a great conference. You're right. <clears throat> I think uh, I think a lot of people viewed um, when Bo Nix transitioned um, to Eugene exactly how how kind of points you made there. Of he went to a conference where 
he can look like Peyton Manning. He can. I'm telling you. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I think, you know, Hanley with the with a nice meme showing this past weekend of <laughs> Thanos bruised and battered, uh, looking, saying perhaps I judged you too harshly. Um, Auburn fans looking upon Bo Nix. I I honestly I want to stay in the camp of he just can't get it done against the big ones, and I think yeah. it it showed itself against Georgia. I think it showed itself against all of the big games. I mean, and he had some great wins. He had some great wins at Auburn. I mean, starting off with Oregon, how poetic. Um. The the Iron Bowls that he played in, he just – I don't know. And, and Hanley and I did talk about this too. What other defensive-minded coach has more film on Bo Nix than Kirby Smart? Success. Uh, yeah. There's no other team. Nobody had beaten him three times. There is nobody who would be more prepared to play Bo Nix than Kirby Smart and Georgia's defense. I mean, especially I, when you give them a whole off season to do it, you know, terrible. And and this <laughs> uh, asterisk neutral site game uh, in Atlanta, that to me was that was a recipe for disaster. Uh, yeah, but it was it was it was it was still <laughs> terrible. I mean, I did not think that Oregon was going to get blown out that bad. Uh, but you know, hey. I, I, I wish nothing but the best for Bo. I hope he goes and wins the Pac-12. Okay. Well, th- that's, those are the main things that I saw in the in the AP poll that were worth talking about. Um, why don't we move over a little bit? I want to talk about uh, some stats just for perspective, okay? Let's just add some perspective in here. What if I told y'all that Bryce Young, through three games – was closer to T.J. Finley in passing yards than he was to Stetson Bennett. Ooh, that's rough. Yes, it is. Mm. T.J. Finley sucks. I'm just yeah. I'm just, I mean that you never want to be in any sentence with T.J. Finley. You know. I don't. I don't uh, like. I'm just picking on Bryce because there's a couple other guys, but Bryce is the one in particular who I feel like is underperforming a little bit. Anyway, but I mean, you have to look at it too. Though, like, how many quarters has? I mean, I know he played the whole Texas game because that was close. But I mean, I bet you. I, mean, I don't know when he got taken out of the Monroe game, but probably like at the end of the first half. You well, know? let's just look at pass attempts, okay? Well, and they're not asking. I mean, you're about to get into it. He's not throwing the ball that much. Well, let's he's got, he's got no one to throw to, else. which is what we talked about earlier. Hey, you know? Well, how come you say that? Stetson Bennett has three more pass attempts on the year. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. And 300 more yards. I'm just saying. Hendon Hooker has the same number of pass attempts and 200 more yards. KJ Jefferson, seven less pass attempts, over 100 more yards. Now, Spencer Rattler sucks. Um, I'm, I'm just saying. It, and the, the better stat to look at, I guess, for that one is your yards per attempt. And what if I told you that T, I mean, uh, Bryce is eighth in the SEC? That's crazy. That's crazy. Behind number I mean, seven, TJ Finley. I mean, you know, he'll turn it around just like Alabama always does. He'll find yeah, a way to be at the top fine. again. But yeah, it is it is 
kind of bizarre to, to think about that he's not at the top right now. And I'm not going to lie to you. I <clears throat> There's three quarterbacks in particular that I look at right now, and I'm like, you know, they, they've all looked fine. None of them have looked bad um, of these three where I'm like, they're going to step it up. When they get, when they get into these big games, they're going to start having 400-yard games. Yeah. And those, in my mind, are Stetson, Hendon Hooker, and uh, Bryce. Yeah. Um, and Stetson, for me, I'm telling you, I mentioned this, I think, to both of y'all prior to the show at some point. Stetson Bennett will be in New York at the end of the year. Yep. And I think he has a good shot at winning, but I, agree. I think Caleb Williams will have something to say about that, though. You know as well as I do. So last year, Georgia was the best team in, in football. You know the people in college football wanted someone from Georgia, but no one had the stats. Yeah. No one did. He's going to have the stats this year. He'll at least be close, and they're going to put him there. Yeah. So I would not bet him to win it. I'm not saying that. It'll be a great storyline, too. I mean, from walk-on to starter to I eventually almost two, probably two-time national champion. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's only, only three quarterbacks in the SEC with no interceptions right now. Stetson Bennett, Hendon Hooker, and Jaden Daniels. So, very impressive from those young men. And the ones with the worst uh, touchdown-interception ratio are Spencer Rattler at two touchdowns to five interceptions. P.J. Finley with one touchdown to four interceptions. And the wonderful Vince Young, Anthony Richardson with no touchdowns and four picks. With an astonishing low QBR of 89. To put that into perspective, TJ Finley's is 121. I don't think any Auburn fans talk about TJ Finley as, as much as Hanley does. I can't stand him. You know what? I saw. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't aware hurt. of that, Hanley. I didn't. I didn't know you didn't like him. He he's not playing this week, so <laughs> maybe we can pull it out. Penny for your thoughts. Oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, um, do y'all have anything else before we get into the preview this week? Nope. Let's let's okay. get into it. Let's do it. There's not a ton of great games this week. I'm not gonna lie. I already looked through it a little bit. Uh, the first one is Kent State at Georgia. Um, why don't we just go one by one? Um, I can give my pick first, and Ethan, then Tyler. Okay. Yeah, and I have uh, I have Mallory and Cadence as well. That's fine. Jackson doesn't matter. Uh, so I I've got Georgia the obvious on this one. Yeah, Georgia as well. Georgia by a lot. So does so does Mallory and Caden. We've got we've got Mizzou and Auburn. I'm going to take Auburn. <laughs> Sound a little hesitant there, Hanley. But yeah, of course I'm hesitant. Now, trust me. An hour before the podcast started, I got the Twitter account thing notification that TJ would not be playing, so it did get my hopes up just a little. <laughs> yeah, I I've got Auburn as well. Uh, Kate and Mallory do as well. Yeah, we got Auburn at home. Okay. Next game, we've got Bowling Green and Mississippi State. I I didn't know how bad Bowling Green is, but I think Mississippi State's like a 30-point favorite. Yep, they're 30 points on the dot. So, I've got Mississippi State. Mississippi State across the board over here. Go Bulldogs. I guess the best game, well, maybe the second best game, this is the game day game of the week. Yep. It's Florida and Tennessee. 
I think Tennessee wins by two, if not three touchdowns against Florida this week. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee's going to run away with this one. Um, Caden and Mallory think so as well. Caden's actually going to be at game day, so I uh, hope you're having a blast there, holding up signs. But, yeah, I think Tennessee runs away with this one. I mean, Florida can't throw a passing touchdown, so how are you going to win? You're not. Good picks. Good picks. Look for Florida to keep it close. I think they're I think they're tired of the slander. Yeah, I, I mean I could see them keeping it close for you know two and a half quarters, three quarters, but I think at the end it's gonna be three touchdowns. I agree. I I think Florida's they're gonna they're gonna pull out all the stops. It's Tennessee, it's game day. They know they know this is a big stage. Um but Tennessee I, I mean Napier is a great coach, up. man. I, I never count Billy Napier out. He's a really good coach who can motivate his team to win. So it would not shock me to see this game close. But, I uh, I mean, I think Tennessee is the superior team here for sure. Yeah. Next game, we've got Tulsa and Ole Miss. Not much to say here. I've got Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, Ole Miss by 75, baby. Just kidding, but I wish. And Caden uh, and Mallory both got Ole Miss as well. Okay. I got the Land Sharks. That's right. All righty. We've got Northern Illinois again against Kentucky, and obviously Kentucky, I think, is better than Vandy, so it seems like a no-brainer to pick Kentucky. Can we just start a petition right now? Let's kick Missouri out and have Northern Illinois jump in the SEC? I'm not 100% opposed. That would be so (laughs) sick. (laughs) Uh, Kentucky, obviously. Same with Kate and Mallory. Kentucky. All righty, and then the next game, this is – Probably, if I had to guess, could be the best game. We've got Arkansas at Texas A&M. Ooh, it's the I, it's the six o'clock ESPN game too, so it'll be you know prime time. I'm going to Arkansas. I think I think KJ Jefferson's going to not expose the defense because, like we said, I think A&M's got a good defense. But I'm going to say they're going to put up twenty. I don't want to say twenty four points, and A&M's offense is just bad. So I, I don't see them really doing a lot of damage to them. Yeah, Caden uh, and Mallory both took Arkansas in this game. I, I'm going against the the trend here. I'm, I'm going to actually take A&M at home. It's going to be a pretty game. I think that Arkansas is going to struggle against that A&M defense, and I think A&M finds a way just to score enough points to win. Okay. I like A&M. I like it. I think Arkansas – I don't want – you use the word exposed. I don't want to use the word again, but – I feel like people are starting to figure out. Maybe I think they put on too much tape last week. I'm excited to see what AM's going to do. So I got AM close. It'll be interesting for sure. I, I mean, I think KJ Jefferson is what makes Arkansas. And I think Jimbo Fisher's defense is going to find a way not to shut him down, but to slow him down enough to find a way to win. Sure. Like it. Okay. Uh, next game, we've got Vandy and Bama. I mean, I actually. I, I want to, I want to give y'all a score prediction because I think I, I think we're probably all going to go Bama. I am going to say Bama puts up like fifty one, but I'm going to say that Vandy puts up thirty one. So so that's my yeah that's, that's that was going to be my question here because obviously I know across the board everyone's taking Bama, but the spread here is at forty and a half points. Do no we think, way. Do we think that Bama covers? No. I don't. I I, I think they will. I think that they're going to expose Vandy right here. Vandy's offense is good. I agree with you, Hanley, but I think that 
I think that Bama is, is just going to run over them. I don't think there is any planet where a Nick Saban defense is going to let Vanderbilt score 30 points. Yeah. As agreed. that dude, Bandy said, I don't remember, but uh, Alabama, you're next. You remember that video? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, I mean, they're not going to beat but. <laughs> But you think you think uh, Vandy's going to cover the spread at forty and a half? That's I, <laughs> I don't think they will. But anyway, uh, next game we've got no. I mean, again, LSU. Yep, all the way across the board, LSU, no doubt. Okay, in the last game, we've got Charlotte and South Carolina. Um, I think this one. So okay, here's my question because I'm, I'm sure everyone here is picking South Carolina, but uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, with Mike Greenberg on ESPN, and the the national rankings for college football has Charlotte as the second worst team in Division One football. Okay, really, and saying that South Carolina is only favored by 21 points. <sighs> Against the second worst team in college football, oh. but obviously South Carolina, I think it takes you know takes this game. That's that's tough. I'm conflicted. <laughs> Go Cox. We've all got. I mean, answer. maybe this is maybe this is Spencer Rattler's game that he's going to throw five touchdowns. Who knows? You know. What's the what's the new mascot name? It's not it's not Cock Commander like we all wanted. Uh, let's see. Not Sir 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 Spur anymore. It is. Mike. No. It says it's going back to its old name, the General. Oh. That makes no sense to me. Oh wait, no. September 1st, it says South Carolina Gamecocks live mascot will keep the name Sir Big Spur. I'll take it, Sir it Big said, Spur. It says, that they, it says they changed it to the general and three days later decided they were going to keep the old name Sir Big Spur. I, I bet the backlash was immense. Yeah, I bet. Kind of like when I don't even want to bring this up because I don't want it to be a topic of conversation. The Bears? When Ole Miss took on the Black Bear Bears? and everything else, there did so much backlash because that was not, I mean, the worst decision we could have ever made. <laughs> okay. Well, do y'all have anything else before we call it? Uh, I mean, I think everyone pretty much had the same picks except for Ethan and I had AM over Arkansas. I think I think everyone else picked identically. I mean, there's just not a whole lot of good games this week. There's really only two. Uh, you could argue that Missouri Auburn is going to be a good game, but I, I hope that it's not. I hope Auburn runs away with it, you know? Yeah. Okay, um, fellas, I appreciate y'all coming on. Hope we can have y'all back on very soon. But until next time, this is episode 52 of SEC Talks. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.